0: Hello and welcome everyone. This is Carlos and you're listening to the Digital Corner Podcast with Carlos Slim. Hola Slim.
1: Hola Carlos. Uh,
0: So we covered uh, a lot of ground already on supply chain analytics on a very high level. You know, we, we talk about supply chain planning, supply chain execution, but you know, we try always to bring this... Uh, this topic around sup- uh, uh, the analytics components in supply chain management. And I think, you know, today uh, it's a good opportunity to get, you know, get real and uh, talk about some, um, some, uh, some topics that you've experienced uh, on a very uh, real-life basis. And, and I think, you know, the topic for today, uh, we're going to talk about assortment planning and uh, it uh, it makes sense that you share a little bit your experience in the in that area so maybe you can you can share with us a little bit what you understand uh, you know what's your understanding of assortment planning what it means you know there's people who who don't know the retail world as much as as you do so maybe for someone who is agnostic to retail what's assortment planning
1: yeah excellent question uh, to start with uh, carlos thanks So basically when we talk about assortment planning, we're talking about um, choosing um, or the decision to choose which products to put in which stores. It's as simple as that. And now with the e-commerce channel, we're also talking about which products to put on your e-commerce store, right? And then to do that, there is uh, so much involved. Like you need to basically take into consideration your positioning, your strategy, uh, your competition, Uh, the price, what's happening in the world, uh, right? Uh, And then the seasonality, right? So that's really the the assortment planning uh, word. And then uh, all of this really happens, what we call pre-season, right? Before you actually put stores in your uh, uh, products in your stores, right? You have to plan. But then when you're in season, you have to manage your assortment. And managing your assortment means like based on what's going on, where you're in season, how you can very fast um, remove some products and add some products in your assortment
0: i mean if if we think about if we think about the reality of retail you know we've grown into not only having four seasons but having five then six then 12 seasons uh, so how do you manage something like that in and when you're a retailer you know you t- you talk about off-season but you know when you're planning the next season you're already in the middle of the the, the one you're doing so how do you manage that uh, as a retailer
1: so you know there are different type of retailers right we're talking the, the retailers uh, example you, you mentioned here Carlos are like the fast fashion ones yeah. those are like you know every two months that the collection uh, changes and that's I would say probably a completely different word those guys live in a world where you, they're really managing they're not really planning they're managing their assortment and they're uh, reacting very fast to um, to how the their customers are um, you know reacting to their to the products they're offering um, so you know when we talk about assortment planning that's probably a different type of retailers we're talking about. We're talking about the ones that plan, that uh, source from probably far locations in, in Asia or, or in, in Africa or in uh, South, South America, right? Um, and that need to really have um, uh, products ready few months before they're actually in the stores.
0: Super. So, you know, let's talk about a little bit this classic use case. Why is it, you know, so important? How has technology changed the the way it works? Um, Give us a little bit your experience.
1: Yeah. So, again, focusing on assortment planning today and, you know, I really wanted to bring up this subject uh, after... You know, I've been like over 15 years, like I said uh, before, in in, in this world, and haven't seen a lot of changes happening, right? So, uh, and uh, with my last experience at at SAS Institute, SAS being a data platform, I saw an opportunity to really... um, uh, how do you say, like make the, the, the problem a bit smaller. These type of assortment planning projects tend to be huge, very, very complex. Uh, and it's, it's such a mission critical uh, project that it can actually bring the company uh, down. So, and one of the things I, I saw is an opportunity to really um, make the problem a bit smaller and address a particular use case within the full assortment planning uh, process, mm-hmm. And, and that could be a lot of different things. Like the first thing you do in the process, for example, is reviewing the performance of your assortment. So how did you do the previous years, right? So you can take that small a problem, uh, address it, and even in Excel, it doesn't have to be like a full solution that you go and buy from, uh, from a third party, right? And, and that will allow you to get into the, uh, into the process. Like I take an example where uh, I did a project at Home Depot a few years ago, and just by addressing that first step, which is the assortment performance review, we were, they will be able to make huge, huge, huge improvements in terms of bottom line
0: now this discipline is basically a a discipline that is very data intensive and requires you know there's so many variables that come into effect like you know like but I i would something like like population density or you know what's the average revenue in in certain areas versus others where i might have stores so how do you take all of these variables and and put them, you know, put them in contribution to the process. Yeah. And and that's, you know, today with with, with the
1: cloud technology and with the focus on data and getting more data inside the, the company, the retailer, we're actually able to use them effectively, right? So where before, we used to just concentrate on internal data. Now we can we can actually get some like uh, uh, social media type data that we can use for for, for that purpose. I, you know, I take one one uh, example. I like to use examples like um, when you're doing what we call assortment rationalization, meaning deciding which products you want to take out and which products you want to uh, you want to keep. Just that, right? Not add, just keep. All of the data you have from how you did and all of the data you have from what the customers are asking for because you're getting that information from social media will allow you to do that uh, automatically without human intervention. Right? So that's that's one way you can use it. Um, you know we're talking about the use of machine learning and AI in this in, in, uh, in this space uh, and that's exactly how, uh, how you do that. I mean you, you with some machine learning techniques, you can actually uh, predict what will happen in terms of sales uh, and uh, customer uh, customer behavior and based on that rationalize mm-hmm. right That's one, one area. The other area could be what we call product recommendation. Again, um, uh, because you're seeing the the market behavior, you can help the planner decide which products uh, they can add. And the products would not be like a final product. It would be a combination of attributes. Like, you know, if we're talking about in the fashion world, we're talking about um, uh, attributes like color, uh like um uh, fit whether it's slim whether it's regular right So those type of co- combination of attributes will help make some product uh, recommendations
0: when you talk product recommendations are you really going until you know the collection management for example which you know would say is this machine learning going to drive what is going to be the next collection what are the 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 trends in terms of interests of the the clients is this something is it science fiction or is it something that maybe is already happening
1: uh... you know like i said it's, it's it's already happening if you take the pr- if you make the problem smaller and if you take uh, the recommendation piece uh, it's already happening it's something we can do now you we will not take the human intervention completely out of the picture you still need that experience of the Of the people working within the retailer that are deciding which products or how which products are my customers asking for, but what we're doing is we're making um, we're making it simpler to make that decision. So we're giving them recommendations so that they don't start from a blank page. At least they have something to like to think about uh, based on some real analytics and real data and explainability that comes with the data as well
0: just you know to finish up how to operationalize this is this something that comes out of the box is it something that you have to work on using uh, data platforms how do you th- what do you recommend to do in terms of you know making this real within a, a company I would say my my advice, and uh, that comes from
1: experience, is not to go and buy a full-blown solution and start a huge project without trying certain things first. And you can try them um, with a third-party consulting firm. You can try them with your internal team. Um, So that's my recommendation. Take a small use case, try it before you go and buy that that very expensive uh, solution that will give you the full package, the full process uh, covered.
0: So, everyone, listen to that advice. Thank you so much for the insight, Slim. And, uh, you know, let's continue digging deeper into other topics. You've been listening to the Digital Corner Podcast with Carlos Slim, a production of TeamSoft in collaboration with 46. And until we meet in the next episode, make sure to follow our social media channels mentioned in the description.